Welcome to Missouri Loves Company. I am one of your hosts, Brock Wilbur. I am your other host, Vivian Kane. Together we host Missouri this show. Oh, mis- sandwiches. Cats. Ah, good. Uh, this is our show about moving to Kansas City, uh, doing politics stuff here and uh, and adopting so many cats and adopting so many cats which is itself a political act because uh, as we all know trump hates cats that's well probably probably yeah we adopted two new cats this this week two little kittens that we named woodward and bernstein because we are fucking nerds uh and so that's just our whole life now that's just us now we have cats uh, we, have, we have a stray named puddin that uh lives on our front door area. Mm-hmm. Brock uh, led into the house while I was sleeping last weekend. No one's harboring a grudge there, apparently. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. That's our life now. <laughs> That's our life is cats. Uh, let's see what else. Jason Kander is running mm-hmm. for mayor of our city. Um, Jason is, uh, he's a, a politician here in Missouri, and he also hosts Majority 54, one of the Crooked Network podcasts that Brock is a producer on. So Wait, what? We yeah, did I you work know? On that? <laughs> so we 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 really like this guy, but we also have a personal tie-in to it, and uh, we're we're excited for him. We're also excited to see how we Brock especially can be involved moving forward. Like we're just, it's an exciting time. And uh, as soon as he announced his candidacy officially, like how many other people dropped out of the race? Well, at least the person that was in the, the lead, fr- yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because uh, she was a city council person who wasn't going to run for city council seat again. And then I uh, was like, I am now running again in my city council thing. So there was this, there was a thing that was being covered locally that was like, it's almost mean-spirited that he's running. Because uh, he's a, a national name and everyone else here is on city council. There's still nine, he's the ninth person in the race right now. But uh, there was sort of this trickle down that he like called the person that was in second place. They stopped running uh went back to their city council run and which means that they're definitely going to win their city council seat back but there were already like a couple of people running in that race mm-hmm. that now we're like well we can't win this now like it's uh everyone just got pushed down one level when jason did this yeah it's an interesting time though uh, i should i i've been thinking about this article a lot and i should have actually looked it up so that i could remember more than just a headline but there was something published recently about how like mayoral seats are this brand this weird new stepping stone to national politics like i i wish i i'm this is just dumb because i wish i could remember what the actual article was but in looking at like you know those speculation pieces of who is the future of the democratic party like suddenly suddenly it's a whole bunch of mayors right in a way that it wasn't before and so it makes sense that and at like, the city level you can actually get something done yeah, whereas the it, senate and the house are just clogged and fighting to not do anything. That's exactly why. And like, Kander's been getting a bit of criticism for, you know, using a city position as a launching point to a a national, uh, like, role. But honestly, that, it makes a lot of sense. Like, people want a politician who wants to make a difference locally. And I don't know, he promises that, like, he wants to serve both terms here if, Mm -hmm. if if he can win the election. So, I don't know, why not let him? We, we, we have, we have gotten some weird criticism or we, we hear things went out drinking with friends. Uh, it was my sister's birthday this weekend. Uh, and one of her friends was like, yeah, I just, uh, you know what? I'm not sure I like him because, uh, I just don't think he's going to do the whole term. And I was like, where do you think he's going? Like, do you think he's going to get the job? And then like six months later, be like, you know what? Something bigger. I, he's going to spend a yeah. year running for this position. Like it's. <laughs> we also like we we have to admit like we are interlopers. We are we are new here, but like we are 
We are also invested in this city. Why and- doesn't everyone like my friend boss? Well, one of your one of one of your sister's friends, uh, his problem with Jason Kander was too hot. <laughs> Just makes me mad to look at him. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, everyone has valid criticisms. <laughs> <laughs> I love politics. Uh, let's see. Oh, we we are both registered voters yeah, in Missouri we, now. It was going to be real embarrassing if this didn't work out because we are both big procrastinators and we waited until. Brought the last day, me, two days before the deadline. You're right. You really beat me on that one. I, yeah. I just, I, I needed to, to say that. So <laughs> that would have been really embarrassing if we moved here and talked about politics all the time. And then, you like, you know what? Nine months later, still couldn't make it happen. So we both have those Missouri driver's licenses. We have licenses. We have cats. And we have a special guest here on the show today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is... Matthew Hoppick. Hey, Matt. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Uh, Matthew and I uh, went to school together. <laughs> in Salina, Kansas. In Salina, Kansas. Uh, and uh, you'll you'll love this. Uh, my wife uh, went to grad school with John Henningsen. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In so, California. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Your your class? Was he in your class in school? John was a year older than me. He was a 1998 grad. Uh, All of our listeners are really... Really excited to know that you. I assure you, John Henningsen is. <laughs> yes. He's thrilled to be. It's compelling. Brought up here. Uh, yeah, you were a few years older than me in school. That you were always the really cool guy that was in cool bands. That is and... how Brock has described you. Well, great. Uh, yeah, I'm not in cool bands anymore. But then Brock came along, and he was he was the cool guy in cool bands yeah. after me. Now you're uh, in the cool band of immigration law. That's what I do. Yeah. I'm an immigration attorney in Kansas City. What what led you to the immigration law path, and uh, and and what's it like working in that field now? <laughs> it's an interesting field. Uh, I started practicing about ten years ago, uh, right before President Obama was elected. So I got a little taste of the end of the Bush administration. And then all of Obama, and then this hell- hellscape that has. Um, so, would you say things have changed? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's been uh, not too too wonky, but no. For like the first six to nine months, it was mostly just uh, uh, people not knowing their asshole from their elbow. Um, there wasn't much change because there's just utter chaos, and people can't get. Um, confirmed and they're not appointing people to important positions and so a lot of it was just sort of stasis now shit's changing now it's getting uh uh, it it and i expect it's going to continue to change in the next month how so uh so there's some policy side changes at the uscis the agency that adjudicates most benefit applications where just one after another they've started issuing these policy memoranda to make it harder to get the benefit that you're applying for, and if you don't get it, to encourage them to send you to immigration court and deport you. Whereas before, uh, you filed something and you forgot to include your birth certificate. Uh, They would send you a request for evidence that say, please send us your birth certificate. Now you have to go to court. This combo of memoranda now says they can deny your application because you didn't include your birth certificate, and if they ever deny your application, they ought to send you to immigration court. All of that is new. And, you know, immigration court is completely backlogged. Cases are taking three or four years to hear. Which so. they, they were before all this started. Yeah. And now, <laughs> on top of that, Trump wants to get rid of a lot of judges because he thinks there's too many there. Right. So it, 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 even this is one of those things that even if I was a fucking racist <laughs> and just wanted like the wall and wanted to get these people out of my country as fast as possible because their skin is different than mine, this... The bureaucracy of how they're doing it 
is so bad it guarantees that people stay here longer. Drain the yeah. swamp. Yeah, <laughs> it's not it's not organized. Mm-hmm. No, and and the yeah. Let I, the swamp sit and and mildew. Like I don't fester, know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Part of the problem is, I, well, it's hard to know how deep to get. Trump doesn't understand the law. This is, no. this, is this is a wonk cast, yeah. so, you can, so you can get as wonky as so you want. So when you hear Trump talk about the law, it's mostly just like, yeah, you know, you're, um, uh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. But the people he's put into place are fucking racist mm-hmm. and are um, and know the law, and so Great there's a, a lot that's going on underneath that um, that could get really bad really quick. It's not just. I know Trump says he wants to get rid of all the judges, but. Uh, what Jeff Sessions has in mind is getting rid of all due process so you don't need judges. Right. Um, starting to yeah, big de- government deport judges. people without hearings. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the, the answer yeah. in summary all is yes. Bad. Things have changed. <laughs> yeah. uh, what, what, was, what was the biggest stuff you ran into immigration law-wise uh, that, that you disliked under the Obama administration? What were, th- what were the things that they were doing poorly there? So the stuff we disliked I disliked uh, when the surge of children and young families started to come to our borders, uh, instead of treating them like refugees and asylum seekers like we had for years, Obama put them in jail and, fam- and started family detention. Uh, so there was a smallish family detention program, but then you know Obama and Hillary Clinton and other you know, folks that are bastions of the left uh, cr- really created this deterrence policy. They said, we're going to put these families in jails so that more people won't come here. That might sound familiar because that's what mm-hmm. Trump's doing. But what Trump is doing is he's, he sort of took a shot of steroids. And um, <laughs> and so now instead of just jailing families, now we're going to rip their children mm-hmm. from them and put them in, in orphanages where they're not, not allowed to be hugged. And so I, I, I've had people on Facebook <laughs> when I bring up the, the Trump family tear apart thing. They're like, we, I always have that one guy that's like, well, you know, it started under Obama. Like, what's the difference? And I like to be like, well, it, he was he was embarrassed by it. Like they they weren't thrilled about that. Like he they, they're right. running on it like it's a boon and something right. that they yeah. take a weird joy in. Well, and as you just said, like can we get your official immigration attorney position, or I don't know, just not position facts that there is always that person that's like you know this happened under Obama, so what's the problem with it now? They weren't separating families. They were no. they were like I mean jailing families or whatever right but they weren't doing this and they were releasing most of them they yeah. were jailing some of them uh and that was despicable and we we called it out the problem is it's you know 10 times now and they're separating them they're putting the kids in you know 10 states away mm-hmm. so you know we're putting them on planes to like now it's uh, what's happened is that a lot of the kids have been moved to temporary jails on military bases so that people can't observe what's happening anymore yeah. right <laughs> Yeah, so none of that was happening under Obama. And I'll be the first to say, you know, uh, his bad policies deserve to be called out. People called him the deporter-in-chief. He deported a lot of people. Mm-hmm. A lot of what Obama was doing, at least I think, was when he first started, he was trying to build credibility with the right, saying, look, I can secure the border, I can deport people, so we need comprehensive immigration reform. Mm-hmm. What he didn't get was that McConnell and Congress would just be... Um, complete cowards and say, cool, thanks for deporting all those people. You still don't get comprehensive mm-hmm. immigration reform. Um, so we, when you yeah, look back people, on the numbers, don't it looks... learn that we're not winning anybody over in no. politics. No one's, Mitch McConnell's never going to be like, you know what? Let's meet in the middle on this. No, the whole play nice and engage thing uh, didn't work. Yeah. Uh, but, but that's, I think, largely why his numbers look so bad. But, <laughs> you know, Obama wasn't a 
a champion of, of immigrants, but um, he did do a number of important things that helped that Trump is trying to take apart. He gave us DACA, so a bunch of kids got to come out of the shadows and get work cards and go to college, and that was critical, important. Right. Um, he gave us a way for the something called the stateside waiver, so that in some cases when you're married and you have to leave to get your visa, that process, the leaving, was taking two or three years, where dad has to live in Guatemala for two or three years. Mm-hmm. There's... Obama stopped that by creating a waiver you could do here in the United States. Little tiny changes that he he did put in place that he should get credit for. Right. I it is that sort of this this is a thing that I bring up with some frequency is that like as one of the many things that has changed under Trump uh, as a result of our forever civics lesson that we're in <laughs> is that like I'm like oh I remember when like there were very specific small wonkish like policies under Obama that like I thought I had the maximum amount of rage for like it was like oh this right. this thing is just unbelievable. But now remember when we thought we were angry? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yes, and and it's a problem that I have uh, I have friends that write on on John Oliver's show, uh, and as writers they really regret some of the stuff they've done over the last few years because they were like we were writing some of these things at a fucking ten when it was about. Obama stuff or it was about weird pop culture things or something and then when we hit the time that we really needed to be at 10 there was nowhere you can't take this spinal tap to 11 right uh, and they're like oh we've had to really recondition the show to be like there's things that we can be mad about like rehab centers but we can't be that mad because it it starts to all blend together uh, and and yeah so I feel like whoever comes next even if it, it's a Democrat president and 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 that sort of administration, our ability to now know what's happening in government and get mad about things means that I don't, I don't think we'll ever let anyone just run the government anymore. Like there's no ever stepping back from this without like criticizing every small thing. And that's going to be weird when it swings back our way. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. There's a lot of institutional um, structure that, that could just be decimated by the time the next person right. takes over. I, I was asking Vivian uh, before we started, are you surprised that Jason Kander is running for mayor? I would love for him to run for president. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I would, I would uh, campaign for that guy to run and, for president. And people were mad that he's not. Right. That was the rumor. Yeah. Right. <laughs> there was a lot of people like on Facebook, like even yelling at him, like, should be shooting higher. And it's like, hold on, just yeah. let him, let him go. Don't be mad at him for not taking on president right out of the gate. Yeah. yeah. Also 2024 is uh, maybe a better looking bet. I don't want to get it. That's depressing. Okay. Well, after today, I wonder if the right will primary him at, in this next election. I, I don't know if Ugh. they'll run somebody and say, look, if you're going to kowtow to, the Russians, perhaps you, you yeah. need somebody on the right. That was today. Today, the day we're recording this, I don't know when we'll release it, but uh, today I think was... soon because I I, we, I was waiting for us to get into this. So this is the natural transition. Yeah, today was the uh, Helsinki Summit. And, uh... Hashtag Helsinki 2018. God, I don't I, even know what to say. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think it was summed up best by somebody today who pointed out that it seems that uh, the president of the United States has completely different foreign policies than his government. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and what do you do with that? Because the rest of the world doesn't know what to do because who's going to make those calls because ev- everybody's on a different page. And that's, I mean, that's something that we hear, uh, especially with foreign policy, but all the way up and down this administration is that there's people within <laughs> the same division saying the opposite things all the time. So you're just flipping a coin as to what's going to happen. <laughs> well, in the paralysis... Uh, the, uh, 
it seems people feel is you hear one pundit say, you know, uh, <laughs> his chief of staff should resign or this person should resign. And I, I, I kind of agree. Well, how could you work for this administration? But then you think, no, don't resign because, like, <laughs> who are they going to put yeah. put in that position next? At least there's somebody running the FBI. <laughs> Judge Janine Pirro. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> So uh, so it's hard to know what to do. They also indicted a Russian lady today uh-huh. for infiltrating the NRA uh, <laughs> and, and being a, an F1 student, but also being a, a spy for Russia. So that's a it, good It'll time. be fun to see how NRA TV covers this series of events. <laughs> I love me some NRA TV. Mm. Should we say what that was? What, what NRA TV is? No, no, no. Just that uh, I can't remember the woman's name, but that she was... She was arrested, right? Right. Or, yeah. She was arrested yesterday. <laughs> with funneling money um, from Russia through the NRA to the Trump campaign. And the NRA spent $30 million on the Trump campaign, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, money is free speech now, so. And the, the indictment has a lot of sort of Easter eggs, like other stuff <laughs> that may, may be coming out. Her name is Maria Butina, I think, but um, I don't think it's the last chapter. <laughs> um, of, of that story. Oh yeah, it's a regular Guardians of the Galaxy with all these uh, Russian Easter eggs. <laughs> what? <laughs> There's just a lot <laughs> hidden in there. That's such a good line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just want to Infinity War the hell out of all of this. <laughs> oh look, milkshake duck. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it is real weird to watch. Uh, e- this has been such a strange day because even Fox News uh, was seemingly furious with the president on some shows and on other shows they weren't even Fox and Friends called it disgusting today but I mean when racist grandpa can't watch you because he's in a different time zone I guess say whatever you want uh yeah people seem to like there's so many days that it feels like is this the day that finally everyone just sees through it and uh the inability to spin things today uh, made made me feel like it for a bit this afternoon. I was like, I might call my parents tonight, and I feel like they'll be like, we're upset by this. Like, it's finally going to happen. Uh, oh, <laughs> Mom and Dad, I hear, so do you hear the hope? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, what do we do with a president that that doesn't side with our country or or his intelligence agencies? Or either House of Congress that has come to the same conclusions. It's sobering. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You don't have an answer. I thought the immigration <laughs> lawyer would know. Don't Lord. you know foreign policy as well? And no, I, I found it. Uh, there was a fun irony in that the uh, several of the conspiracy theories he was rambling from the yeah. podium were Fox conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. and so for the Fox pundit to be saying this is disgusting, well, you guys, you you fed it to him. Uh, I, I got to. I should have had this early in the week, and I feel like it hasn't gotten the attention that it deserves. Uh, Fox News keeps running this story in various forms about a woman who died in the building oh that Huma Abdin, Ab, uh, yeah. Anthony Weiner's wife, mm-hmm. uh, that she used to live in. Uh, she, she, uh, so it's a building. It's got more than 30 stories. The first words in the headline are Hillary Clinton. Hillary yeah. Clinton's, Hillary Clinton's top, top aides, former, former house. house. Yeah. Has, ter- has like someone murder. died in it. Yeah. So the, it's just like, it's just like what happened with Seth, Seth Reich. Uh, Rich? Rich. Seth, Seth Rich. We <laughs> only read headlines. We don't know how to pronounce anyone's names. <laughs> where, we don't talk to anyone. Where they spent months trying to push this idea that he was murdered to protect something in the Clinton campaign. And even his family had to be like, we're going to fucking see you. And even yeah. Fox said, we're not going to do it anymore. And that didn't stop Sean Hannity or Tucker Carlson. Or Alex uh, Jones. Or Alex Jones, of course. Uh, not part of the Fox family, but still. Yeah. And so it, you, when you see like four or five different articles on the same day, just reconfiguring that headline, which... 
It's not a mystery. There's a video. A woman that lives there went to the 27th floor. She was very drunk and she fell down a trash chute and died. Like, it's there's no... Okay, but what did Hillary Clinton do about it? Yeah, exactly. There's It's it's just really... And it's pushing it in a world where people just read the headline and they're like, oh, Clinton's involved in yet another murder. And you're yeah. like, come the fuck on. It's, it's so easy to see what they're doing when they do the quiet part loud <laughs> every day, all of the time. Yep. I think my next stand-up album, I'm going to call it Loud Part Quiet, uh, and where I would normally do the loud, shouty stuff in my act, I'll just get inversely volumed, like I'll just go quieter, like the parts I would scream about. I'm imagining it is so upsetting. And that's why. (laughs) Brock's ASMR album. (laughs) Uh, Brandon Wardell, a a millennial stand-up comedian, just released an ASMR comedy album that he recorded in a studio in like one really high take uh, at its, wow. it is just him close mic cutting hair and, and, <laughs> and, oh and doing crowd work. Like, okay. Hey, where, where's everybody from tonight? It's <laughs> I, when I, when I was assigned to review it and interview him, I was like, the fuck is this? And then I listened <laughs> to it and it turns out the fuck is that? Like, it, I was like, I, right. it was a good interview because I, I like a good contentious, like, Am I just too old to hear this? Is this like when one of those like those ringtones that Japanese girls have, like that the adults the in the room can't, can't hear? hear? Yeah. Like, is right. is my hearing just? I, I can't understand what comedy has become. Am Past I a your part time, of that? Brock, sorry, yeah. <laughs> it's, too, it's too late for me to have thoughts or opinions. Uh, so you are active in immigration law, uh, and you are also active in. I mean, these are. These are giant national policies that the administration is putting into place. Uh, it doesn't just happen at the borders. We have stuff happening here in KC because I see you posting about that sort of stuff. What sort of things have you run into or had to take part in or had to watch? So uh, I used to be more into politics uh, uh, in various realms. Now almost all of my brain energy is spent on immigration. Uh, and a lot of it is national, but some of it is local too. Uh, we have a, an ICE agent here in Kansas City that broke an immigration attorney's foot, shoved her to the ground and broke her foot. What? Um, and during a 3 a.m. handover, they had one of these kids that needed to be returned to his parent. And uh, the officer and the attorney had organized the handoff. Uh, she showed up with, with cameras and he was rattled. So he... Uh, changed the location of the handoff. He had her come to the ICE office door, which I've walked through. Lots of attorneys have walked through. Um, it's not a place where attorneys are off limits. Uh-huh. Uh, and as she walks up to the door, the officer scoots the child and his father through the door and then shoves the attorney, pulls the door closed and locks it. And the attorney falls back and breaks her foot. Oh, um, my God. When and so was this? This was three weeks ago here oh in Kansas City in the middle God. of the night. Uh, it's been covered by by international media, but there hasn't been an apology. The local ICE agency has has not explained what happened. He's not put on leave, so there's a real tension right now between the local bar, the immigration attorneys. When normally we've had a fairly good relationship with the local office, uh-huh. uh, and and ICE, who just sort of isn't going to talk. Uh, mm-hmm. I suspect because they know they're going to get sued or. I don't know what, but um. Yeah, what? Well, what would I mean? They're in an administration where no one has to be responsible for fucking anything. Why would you say anything if you know that it's just going to create legal trouble? Yeah, one of the things we've noticed with with Trump is because of the chaos, because nobody knows who's going to head what agency or be in which position. A lot of folks just freeze in place. Nobody wants to be on record saying this or that or taking a position or explaining anything because you don't know if you're going to get fired. You don't know who's going to get appointed to be your boss. And so there is a lot of sort of just 
Oh, I hadn't even considered that. Like, there's no reason to try and even suck up to the boss or do good mm-hmm. in their eyes because who knows who your boss will be next month. Right. And, huh. and <laughs> you know, USCIS, which is the agency that adjudicates most benefits, they didn't have a head until the, the end of the first year of the Trump administration. So um, anybody that worked in that in that department would <laughs> just sort of... No, we're not going to meet with you anymore. No, we're not going to explain how we're adjudicating these applications because nobody wants to be that person that sort of did a nice thing <laughs> for attorneys or for immigrants. So, uh, and and we are at a point where like there are so many uh, positions in our government, including something like a hundred ambassadorships around the country that are still unfilled because and and Trump has been asked about it and he's like, why why does that matter? I'm the guy in charge. Like as if he's gonna as if he has time to. I mean, executive time takes up four hours of the day every day, and that's that's just Fox and Friends. Uh, like I don't know when he thinks he's gonna have time to to talk to two hundred countries about their stuff. Like it's 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 so megalomaniacal that he's just yeah. like, yeah, we don't even need police. Right. I'm I'm here. It all I'm just in goes charge. through me. Right. <laughs> Why would we need water? I'm right. here. I can make this real simple for you. My friends <laughs> get pardons. The rest of you <laughs> can fuck off. We, Easy. He, he pardoned the ranchers that tried to murder firefighters. Yeah. And and no one... no. That just like... That just faded into the background of the, the newscape. I, no I one think, even talked about I think that. Post Dinesh D'Souza, uh, most of the pardon stuff is just like... You know what? That's just going to be even Dinesh be didn't get as much attention as it would have if it had happened before Arpaio. Right. Arpaio. Yeah. 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 But both of those are just uh, complete nightmares of pardons in right. any administration other than this one. And this one, it's just sort of a calm nod. Yeah. There he goes. I, I've listened to so many interviews now with the prosecutors behind the cases that Trump has pardoned somebody for, and they're just like. That took like eleven years of my life, and like, right, and even just like tweeted it out. <laughs> just tweeted, well, like, well, even in Dinesh D'Souza's, he he admitted in court he was guilty, and 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 that he was aware of what he'd done. And as soon as this happened, he was like, "Well, I was pressured to say that." I was like, "You no, you offered yeah. that up. It's it's in court transcripts. You like, got a good deal for yeah. pleading guilty, but it, yeah, it's um." And then you got to go back to making your Hillary Clinton movies that are coming to theaters soon. But really, what is a theater anymore? Like it's, it can be somebody's house. Yeah. So I uh, uh, pardons. I don't know where. Yeah. Um, oh, and by the way, didn't they just indict twelve Russians? Yes. This week. Yes. Uh, tr- Trump was asked today if he was going to ask Putin to, you know, hand those guys over, and and he was like, "We're not going to do that. That's not." <laughs> It's a bit of a week. You know, it's yep. it's a witch hunt. And, and sometimes there's just thousands <laughs> of witches. A witch hunt yeah. with actual witches. Our American history books would be so different if this were what a witch hunt were. <laughs> wow, early America was really action-packed with real witches. You know, that documentary, to... <laughs> The Crucible. <laughs> What's your stance on witch uh, immigration? Should we, <laughs> should we have more witches coming in? I have in? a feeling we ought to banish the witches. <laughs> but but are there any witches? Is this a you know yeah, um, hot take. Hot take. Uh, <laughs> so the other issue that that um, was getting some play before they started ripping kids out of their mothers' arms mm-hmm. was this uh, denaturalization task force that the president has decided he's going to create an office in Los Angeles to start going through old naturalization files. Naturalization is the process of getting your citizenship, and just just to see. 
is there a reason to take these folks' citizenship away? Right. Now, there's a process to do that. On average, they file 17 of those cases every year. Holy since, shit. Since 1990. Several years, they haven't even filed any. This year, they're going to file thousands, oh they God. said. Right. There's gonna... people that they, they've gone back through and the sessions group has looked at and they're like, this person doesn't have to be here. And I'm sure they'll be super fair about it. I'm sure yeah. it oh, won't yeah. just be like Muslims. Trust me. Right? going to be super fair. Let Trump be Trump. Let's see where he's going with all this. <laughs> Give him time. So that's, that's on <laughs> the way. He's new to the job. He's right. still new to the job. Right. <laughs> Uh, I'm not even certain he's aware of that. It's again like Trump doesn't know the law. He's just put some real assholes mm-hmm. in place that uh-huh. um, that had you know just wet dreams for the last 15 years about maybe when I get power someday I can rob some mothers of their kids and now it's time. I mean, uh, Paul Ryan has has the quote of course about like how he'd been dreaming about. Uh, taking away people's health care since like college when he was like standing around like a keg with friends like talking about how they were going to pull this off it's just like what fucking asshole frat were you in Seriously. where you were just like i can't wait to to give past tax cuts for the rich if right? i could like thanos one person out of existence it might be <laughs> stephen miller yes <laughs> I thought you were going to say Paul Ryan. No, I was like, he's, he's done. Not, he's, yeah, no, he's <laughs> farther down the list now. I think it's Stephen Miller. They they had people, they had Republicans that they were trying to get uh, quotes from today, uh, high up in the administration, especially in f- foreign policy, uh, about Trump's statements today. Uh, and almost all of them pulled the classic Paul Ryan move, which is to say, oh, I didn't even see that. I, I was working on something yet. else. Paul Ryan uh, notoriously won't comment on Trump's tweets because he's like, I didn't even see the tweet. I was working on tax reform or something and you're like you fucking saw it. and you people saw that work it. for you yeah, that you, it's their I don't job care if you're to watch not on stuff. twitter you have a giant team of people to tell you when trump is tweeting also right. it's not like uh, when they had to ask like sarah huckabee sanders if she'd heard the recording of the children's in the in the detention center cry uh you oh, that time she was human that one second <laughs> you uh you, you don't have to play anything for him because it's 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 a tweet mm-hmm. you can just say well his statement was this it's 11 words yeah. it's what 14 Usually, most of those in all caps. <laughs> eighty-eight words, uh, fourteen and fourteen or eighty-eight, uh, and and then you're like, you you have to respond to that, like, no, 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 I just, uh, you know, that doesn't impact me. I'm actually working on something else. It's like you suddenly, you're so busy when he's not. <laughs> yeah, you can't plead for context. There is no context. Yeah. that's the context, uh-huh. right? <laughs> He just pardoned Dinesh D'Souza. But it, it, it has is the context. It, yeah, <laughs> you respond. You know who Dinesh is. Uh, yeah, and I suppose that's a, a, that gets back to the central thesis of, like, we have a president who has a different foreign policy than his government. Uh, and and what is what is the world supposed to do with that? Like, especially when he, he also thought that uh, Finland, was it today, was part of NATO. Yeah, it was nice seeing you at NATO. Yeah, yeah. You did not see me at NATO. <laughs> oh, can we talk about the Finland billboards, though? <clears throat> yes. Upon Trump's arrival, Finland, like the airport and the roads that Trump was traveling on were covered with, I want to say like a hundred, but that could be an exaggeration. I don't remember. But all of these billboards uh, about like, welcome to the land of the free press and like with quotes that Trump has said about the free press. And it was just, it was a really cool message to send. And that was trending on Twitter for like an hour until the rest of the world blew up and then it passed. Uh, in, in what is the most uh, Scottish thing imaginable, Fringe Fest is is in Edinburgh oh, right. uh, this week. And uh, at the giant central theater, which is something like 10 stories tall, there is a banner uh, on it that is takes up the whole building. That's like, 
welcome to all except for Trump. Go get fucked. Because uh, like, he was just there what, yeah. yesterday, two days ago. Right, playing golf. Yeah, and there were hundreds of thousands of people protesting across the Some, UK. Something like one percent of the country turned up for the for the protests. And this is like that's incredible. Which he said, <laughs> that's amazing. according to Trump, some of those protests were in favor of him. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I, I love is a good uh, protest in, 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 in support of the status quo. Yep. <laughs> in support of, of, of power. Yeah, this was in one of the same interviews where, yeah, Trump said that uh, he, if, if you ask the people of the UK, he would rank very highly. He has something like a 77% unapproval rating among... That's why they had to keep pushing his visit back because he yeah. knew he was going to be yeah. booed the entire time. This was in one of the same interviews where he said that he has better polling ratings than Abraham Lincoln... Right. Who existed at a time when they did not do, do polls. Uh, so, you know, facts are fun. Yeah, and who also tamped down like half the states leaving. It, yeah. And that exactly. might have had something like to do with his, his popularity. His numbers are going to be split. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, eventually, uh, when we secede, uh, Trump will have to say the same thing. Trump is at a 45% approval rating overall. Something like 90% among Republicans, which right. is ridiculous. But that means that he's probably at about the same as Abraham Lincoln, who presided over a civil war, which was going to split his numbers in half right. anyway. So you know what? Being liked <laughs> is the ultimate metric of yep. success. That's what uh, you I know, learned. ratings machine. <laughs> and one of the difficulties as we get closer to the midterms is... If you care about keeping your seat or winning a Republican seat, you have to cater to his base. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's a real, real conflict. And how do you speak out against a president now who is sort of picking sides and his side is Putin? uh, (laughs) And you speak out (laughs) and you lose your seat in Congress. Um, Yeah. But how about you speak out? Somebody called into CNBC today as a listener and... uh, Said, uh, I'd like to thank Mr. Putin for being involved in our for getting involved in our election because uh, it's good that Trump is here and and whatever he had to do. It's just like the 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 fucking party of Jesus and patriotism uh, now just is so excited to sell out our country. Like yeah. at because like it's it's I I was I was lost in the thought about this earlier today because it's like oh there's so many people that uh, held their nose and didn't say anything and went with Trump. Because they wanted those seats on the Supreme Court and they wanted their tax cuts and whatever else was going to happen was fine. Uh, and I, I, I often think about on, on the left uh, how we can't even get behind the same candidate for like local elections because we have too many fights about like what we can and can't abide. And like we could have never uh, done something just for a, a seat on the Supreme Court, like just like a single issue or something like that. Like no one. No one would ever vote their conscience in that way. It's so bizarre to me. <laughs> no, no. And then, you know, uh, going back to Obama, the, the people oh, he appoints let's. to the... <laughs> <laughs> that, that should be our podcast. Yeah. Every week we just going pretend back we're Obama. back in that administration. Yeah. We didn't even get liberal justices from Obama. I mean, we, we got no, sort of centrist. middle of the yeah. road, you know, easygoing. Which is just centrist, like him being right? difficult at the border to such a degree. It's like, well, right. here I am to prove that I'm meeting you in the middle and... Fuck it. It's not getting us yeah. anything. No one... Paul Ryan didn't change his mind on anything. Yeah, Merrick Garland is not a hippie. Yeah. No, no, no. Just He's no savior of the left. He no. would have been... He would have gotten approved by McConnell. Yeah, right. At some point. <laughs> Good. This well, has been... This bleak. has been a real bummer of an episode. <laughs> Any, anything else locally in, in immigration that you've run into? What have been your, your most difficult cases? What have been the things that you've been up against personally? 
So the last thing local, there is a Supreme Court decision called Perea versus Sessions that indicts the way the Department of Homeland Security has been starting immigration court cases. To start them, you have to file a notice to appear. And the statute says the notice to appear has to list the date and time of the hearing. Since 1997, ICE has just not done that in all cases across the board. And so the Supreme Court this session said, hey, that's not a notice to appear if it doesn't have the date and time of hearing. And they said it in a really sort of narrow context. But if the implication is that's really not a notice to appear, the logical conclusion is all these removal proceedings basically have to start over. So there's kind of some <laughs> chaos around the country because oh <laughs> some judges are saying, yep, I don't have jurisdiction. It doesn't have the date and the time. The case is terminated. Other judges, the judges in Kansas City, are saying, I do have jurisdiction. At some point, somebody's going to have to resolve this, but it could be real chaos in the immigration courts in the next six months. Jesus. So the theme today is chaos. (laughs) (laughs) That's chaos theory. (laughs) Uh, The drop of water uh, is split from its children and never gets to see them again. That's that's, That's chaos. That's chaos theory. Boy. Well, I get science now. If, if if somebody does write a book about this administration and chaos theory, also, is chaos theory still around? I feel like that went out in the 90s. I, I remember having multiple books on the on the subject. You're I, I looking at me like I have an answer. Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. Does no one knows? <laughs> no, I stopped caring about that after Jeff Goldblum left screen. I don't know. Do you know where, <laughs> where chaos theory started? No. No. Uh, it started because uh, uh, this scientist had a, a machine that was tracking highs and lows of weather. Uh, and as like a goof for himself, uh, he decided to change the numbers on this program by like one one number. Like he put something in as 66 instead of 67. Uh, and within a couple of weeks, uh, the numbers that this machine was doing were wildly different than what they were supposed to be doing. Like just one number change. That was a, that was essentially the, the butterfly fab flapping its wings to create the hurricane thing. And he was just so like fucking fixated. And I was like. Wait, if I change it by one, shouldn't it have just stayed at one and instead everything's right. spiraled wildly out of control? And he's like, I, I, mathematically, I don't understand why this happened right. uh, and then got real. That's where he got the idea and got real into that. So I was, was I remember reading the book and being like, Wait, what do you do with your spare time? That you're just like, you know, it would be good for a laugh. Just see if, if a number <laughs> stays constant. Just going to mess with some science. <laughs> Love hobbies. On, on like his like 1982 computer, I'm sure it took a day to change the number or something. It's just also where uh, Viv has a bit of a cough still. We're yeah. gonna get her well at some point. At some point, you, I'll get well when the country does. Oh, honey, <laughs> this I'm is a, my protest. I'm gonna be sleeping in the guest room a lot. <laughs> the guest room of the country. Yeah, these are metaphors. Yeah. We have cats now. I have tiny little kittens and a scraggle out front and, and our angry older cat. I, I should Yeah, be she's not happy. No, no one is. No one. No one's happy. We want to make again. sure our cats are never happier than we are. That's why some days just no food. No. Nope. That's not a fun joke. That's not a fun no. joke. Anyway. You're good at jokes. I'm, I think I am. Uh, so. So what is some of the stuff that, are there, are there Kansas, Missouri, like immigration things that are separate from the national stuff that makes your life difficult? So uh, each state has tried to create its own immigration policy. Uh, Missouri passed a, a pretty tough anti-immigrant bill in 2010, 2011. There's, there's some bills in Kansas that are pending, but not a lot is, is, has much chance for success. Kobach continues to try to push Kansas to take uh college tuition away from immigrants. So Kansas has a relatively liberal 
uh, they called it the Dream Act mm-hmm. uh, that says if you graduate from Kansas from high school in Kansas, you can go to in-state schools with in-state tuition, even if you're undocumented. Right. It's pretty pretty good rule, yeah. and kids use it and go to college. Uh, Kobach has tried really hard to get that off the books, and but so far nothing has come through. Chris I guess- Kobach, uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, which by the way, this administration just keeps pulling uh, our worst. Uh, Senate folks uh, and and stuff like Scott Pruitt's from Oklahoma, uh, our current uh, Christian World Police guy uh, used to used to be from here. Uh, and then you have Chris Kobach. And then you have Chris Kobach. And Chris Kobach uh, made the news recently. He uh, was in. Uh, it wasn't a Fourth of July parade, but oh, it was a Memorial Day parade. It was Memorial Day. It was Memorial Day, uh, and uh, he rode in a parade in the city uh, in the back of a Humvee. Uh, with a fucking automatic cannon rifle thing that he claims later was a duplicate, but how the fuck would anyone know? How and like I mean- families and children were crying. Yeah, kids were seriously scared. Everyone was terrified. He's like, well, you know, I, and and like the, like moms demand action also had like a float in this parade and stuff right. like that. And there's Chris Kobach proving how much he loves guns by like. Pretending to aim it at the crowd and shit. And you're just like, that's a guy that's probably going to get reelected. And how fucking stupid do you have to be? <laughs> yeah. So he's currently the Kansas Secretary of State. He wants to be the Kansas governor. It's actually a pretty contested primary. I, uh, I'll be shocked if um, if he gets it. But he's a real tool. Um, yeah. Just a, a huge tool. He's a real... He's got some real issues. I, 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 was, I, I A couple of friends that we've... Uh, we've had one of them on the show before from Hell of a Way to Die podcast, which is a leftist military podcast. I showed them that picture of him with the gun and they were like, do you know that the only place I've ever seen a gun like that mounted in that way is that's only in Afghanistan and that's only with the people that we were fighting like no 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 one in in, in the american military would ever do that especially not in a public space no. and it's just like he just he looks like isis he's just like a smiley kansas isis right and that's what he's running on yeah yeah that's his platform it's it's weird he's a weird guy um i, I don't a huge um, tool is 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 dead on yeah right he's um, just got dockers and an idiot face and he should be punched and shoved in a locker yeah he's been you know epically bad at at, at all the lawsuits he's handled so he's defended he he wrote legislation for a bunch of towns and states to uh screw over immigrants and then they get sued by the aclu and they lose that's just sort of his consistent theme <laughs> the most recent lawsuit the aclu sued kansas over its its uh, voter registration rule that you had to prove prove citizenship before you could register to vote, uh, <laughs> not to go too far off on a tangent, but at trial, uh, Chris Kobach introduced into evidence tweets. One of the witnesses had tweeted about him calling Kobach a shit sandwich, and uh, so on cross examination, Kobach said, "Is it true that you called me a shit sandwich?" I said, yes, I did call you a shit sandwich, sir. Sandwich. I called you a giant douche. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> Please quote me accurately. But you know, of course, Kobach lost. Uh, and then cherry on top the district court judge uh, sanctioned him for not being truthful to her uh, and not not following her orders and ordered him to go back and take a remedial law course i remember CLE courses over the summer so he got assigned summer school for lying i love it so much yeah god i fucking hate him uh and uh oh this was something that came up for us Uh, mike pence was in town uh, Mm -hmm. and we found out the night before and uh, with a couple of drinks in us we registered to go, 
Uh, and then it turned out uh, the next day was the day that we wound up getting these beautiful kittens. Yeah, so we like, chose you know, love over Mike Pence. Uh, I think you chose correctly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Trump is now coming to town. Uh, next week, I think. Next week, which, oh, that's so soon. Uh, and he's doing a fundraiser for, uh, so I've I've talked, I think, previously on the show, and we, we might get her as a guest at some point, uh, Sharice Davids, who is a Native American woman running for Congress, uh, in Kansas, uh, and she is openly gay. She's a former MMA fighter uh, and would be the first Native American or woman elected nationally, but also um, the first openly gay senator. Uh, so just like a lot of... Wait, what Congress. She's running for yeah, Yoder's seat. She's yes. yeah. in my district. And, and, oh, cool. cool. And, and uh, Yoder is the opponent, and Yoder, Yoder is an incumbent that is mostly financed by NRA money. Uh, and Trump is coming to do a fundraiser for Yoder, which we are looking at. It. It's thousand dollar per per plate dinner. Ten thousand VIP. Twenty five thousand dollars to get your picture taken yeah. with the president. Wow. I was just like, that's so much fucking money to introduce yeah. to goddamn Yoder in this Kansas election. The upsetting. Yeah. I don't know if this is standard, uh, but the upsetting thing to me is that the, uh, they will. They do not release the uh location of the fundraiser until you rsvp which clearly is just meant to keep protesters away yeah so sure sure we're hoping that gets yeah. leaked like the night before so that we can go hold up some do you think i signs. could register and then cancel you've mentioned this i'm guessing they take your credit card at registration my credit card got stolen I, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to I'm cancel I got, <laughs> yeah, right? I got sick i need a refund. sorry yeah. that's that's not my charge <laughs> Uh, yeah, so um, so Yoder, yeah. uh, uh, he's actually in real real danger. Uh, you know, the, our district went for Hillary. It didn't go for Trump. Uh, um, Yoder hasn't done anything to help himself. He voted for the tax cuts. He you're, voted, you're in the third? I'm in the third. Right. He voted to take away Obamacare, all the policies that our district likes. So he needs he needs a push from the president. It's just, and uh, several, hun- several hundred thousand dollars, that'll do it. Like it's... Yeah. <laughs> Also, his name sounds like an onomatopoeia for something gross. All, all these guys have the stupidest names. Yeah. Like, terrible faces what as well. What a fucking Yoder, that one. There yeah. we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it means, but I can see it. Kobach always sounds like bitch in my head for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, you're a real well, Kobach. Real Kobach. You, it's, it's, you, you really hit that yeah. the end on it hard. Yeah. Uh, what, before we close out here, like any others, is there any way that people, especially locally can get involved that, that would help you or would help other people? <laughs> so there's, uh, it, a lot of the most recent immigration issues are not in Kansas city. The separations are happening at the border. The reunifications are happening wherever the parents are now, are now relocated. So some of that's going to happen here, but, uh, you know, you can continue to donate to ACLU. You can donate to Races, which is working on the border to help reunify parents. Uh, that but one then always pay just sounds like it vote. should have a better name. Races yeah. always makes me feel like, wait, which side is this on? <laughs> All right, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's an acronym, but they do they do good work. And, um, you know, register to vote. Yeah. <laughs> please. please. <laughs> but while those new, or not new, but those big issues are gaining national attention, um, I mean, those other fights like, you know, to save DACA and things like that, those are still happening and still affecting people, right? Yeah. So the only reason DACA still exists is that we still have federal court judges who are Article Three, constitutionally separate from the president and Congress, and for now are still doing their job. Um, DACA still exists. If you have your DACA, you have to renew it right now because it might not exist next week. Right. Um, it's only in existence because of an order that put in place by a district court judge. 
but that order could go away whenever the judge decides to rule again. So, you know, we'll continue to hope and fight for, for DACA and for other, you know, um, help for people that are still in the shadows. But uh, it's going to be a rough slog. It's in, we've still got another year and a half, two years before yeah, before this this president. We should probably ask, do you have any thoughts on uh, on old Brett, the the Brett Kavanaugh? Uh, Mr. Brett, I yeah. don't like. I, I don't it took like me my a second too. Old, old Brett. Brett. I don't. Old Brett. The fact that we're gonna have no offense to any Bretts out there, but like Brett is not a name I ever thought would belong to a Supreme Court I, justice. In my I lifetime. tweeted about the leaks. The leaks that came out the first two days after he was nominated were, mm-hmm. a, he doesn't like pasta with spicy sauce so he's boring he puts That's ketchup on it yeah. he B. puts ketchup on it everybody in this administration puts ketchup on everything <laughs> trump with steaks right and he can't dance i am certain those leaks came from him because well, who doesn't want a boring you know right well boring judge right yeah yeah just a regular guy well his i think the real leak because it became such a talking point was that he has hundreds of thousands of dollars in in debt for baseball mm-hmm. tickets, which immediately the just, spin was oops. like, he's just like a guy who loves baseball. You want to get a beer with him? It was like, no, nah, no, that doesn't no. mean that he's good at <laughs> yeah. beer, man, or, no. or or buddy friendship time. It just means that he's fucking terrible at managing his finances. I, yeah, or I, perhaps he's a scalper. Who, yeah. who the hell knows also, what the hell's going on there? You, you do these background checks to identify where people are, are weak uh, or could be gotten to by somebody else. Hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt yeah. is not a great look. I, uh, I have to be no. honest. I wrote I wrote uh, an article or a couple articles last week about um, his uh, about his history, specifically with um, how it might affect Roe v. Wade. And I have to admit, I don't know much about his history with immigration issues, except where they overlap when he. <laughs> wrote a dissent uh, about the case where a a young teenage woman, an immigrant woman, was like a 17-year-old, was uh, allowed access to uh, have an abortion. Yes. And he was, was so against that. Yes. And that's really... I feel I feel a bit ashamed. I should know more about his voting record and, and dissent well, record and that with immigration issue issues. May end up at the Supreme Court because yeah. the Health right. and Human Services guy is still there preventing young teenage girls from getting abortions. Yeah. And so continuously they're gonna have to take them to court. Uh, eventually I think that's gonna end up in the Supreme Court. I think I, I I honestly didn't really know that was an ongoing issue. And again, another thing I feel a little ashamed about, I, I should. Well, uh, there's there's two sides of that. And the first side is that everything is suddenly an ongoing yeah. issue because of things like Roe v. Wade are back up for discussion. I don't know. What what sort of amendments uh, do we want to take a yeah. look at again? But also, like I, I, I wonder if you encounter this or if, the, if this played into your decision to get into this form of law. Like immigration law and people's stances on it always admittedly feels low on my list of priorities because it doesn't directly affect me in the same way that like until the last year or so I didn't give a shit about unions because unions didn't affect me and now it's it's really goddamn important to me now it feels like everything affects you all of the time right Right. (laughs) and and unions will probably never enter into my life in a professional way uh, until all writers everywhere for online publications are unionized. Uh, but, like, uh, it's not the sexiest form of law. Uh, was there a particular calling to you from that that, that led you to this path? <laughs> no, I, it's the first. Uh, I got a job out of law school working for a firm in North Kansas City and uh, worked for a good attorney who was uh, kind enough to teach me. I don't speak any other languages. That's often <laughs> how people get into immigration law. But... um 
uh, no, it's the it's the only thing I want to do now. I I took a few years off and litigated an education case and a couple other, thinking maybe I would go do something else, but I just keep mm-hmm. coming back to immigration. I, I uh, no, it's uh it's important. It's good work and good people, and um, yeah, that's why I'm in it. Uh, uh, yeah, the, sorry, the question I wanted to get back to is: Do you, besides his bad dancing and ketchup love, <laughs> uh, like, is there anything? that you see in Kavanaugh that like strikes you like what are your thoughts there besides the dancing and ketchup yes so Kavanaugh um there's there's one little tiny uh, bright spot but most of it is bad Uh, what Mm -hmm. really it's hard to laugh and hard to joke about Kavanaugh because the narrative is about he's a nice guy and he takes his drives drives his kids to camp but like oh he knows so many women he has a mother and daughters lots of clerks that were women Mm -hmm. the problem is if he (laughs) takes away Roe v. Wade none of that matters right Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's my, my main concern. That's the, 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 the nightmare is that Kavanaugh sort of is their fifth vote. Uh, there is a doctrine, you know, that Kavanaugh might be interested in uh, called the, the Chenery Doctrine that says the courts are supposed to bow to whatever the agency says. So the executive agency mm-hmm. uh, in interpreting the statute. Gorsuch is one of the loudest sort of anti-Chenery votes. So when he was at the Tenth Circuit, um, he, he dissented several times in immigration cases saying, we don't have to do what you guys say just because you're the executive. And Kavanaugh might be another vote mm-hmm. to get rid of that doctrine. In the future, that may be good because it could mean that courts can interpret the law in a way that's fair to human beings and not just defer to whatever <laughs> asshole we have elected for the last four years uh, for president. It could also be super bad, right? Because some agencies <laughs> interpret the statute to protect the environment. Some right. agents, right? And so... Um, you put bad bad judges on the bench like Trump is is uh, intent on doing. Another of the secrets of the Trump era is that um, he has really packed the courts with the, bad judges. The circuit court is where I was going to end my my questioning here because he has uh, put more circuit court judges up in his first year than Obama did in eight years. Yeah, uh, and it and, wasn't for yeah. lack of trying. No. They <laughs> they just sat the fuck on all of Obama's judicial nominees, and a lot of these people have never tried cases. <laughs> right. Yes. Or, or like there was the guy, which is one of the few guys that didn't make it through, who has a career as a ghost hunter. Yeah, the ghost uh, hunter. And a, <laughs> a, a message board history of pro-KKK message board posts. See, that's, so. that's so a feature, not a bug. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, yeah, and those guys will be there for, for decades. Yeah, it's like their it's, whole life. That's <laughs> a life appointment. I, was he the same one that had a wife that was in the judicial selection process or worked for the, different guy. the White House attorney? Yeah. Different guy. So that guy didn't make it through either. Thankfully. So in in talking about Kavanaugh and the dangers of Trump stacking the Supreme Court, which I can't believe are words <laughs> I have to say, um, again, talking about like that one person, but it's also not just one person. Those people that come up in the opposition with their loud rhetoric that they are parroting back that is really based in nothing. Like I hear a lot of people saying like, well, you know, a Supreme Court justice is like a judge is just supposed to interpret the law, interpret the Constitution. So there can't really be conservative or liberal justices. Like, oh, I yes, think. There mo- can. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. So can you just can you just explain why that why that's bullshit? <laughs> like, yeah. So most judges are not as doctrinally pure as as the Heritage Foundation might make you uh, believe. <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, as just as most politicians who say they're conservative are doing a whole lot of stuff in this administration that aren't even <laughs> the the first bit uh, conservative. Kavanaugh, Which I don't. Which also, why why are we still picking judges off the Heritage 
Foundation's <laughs> list of people. It's just Koch brothers. It's fine. Keep going. No, yeah, absolutely. The president, I mean, uh, it now seems quaint when uh, Bush appointed his own attorney to the Supreme Court. <laughs> he liked her, right? Yeah. And um, the, the Heritage Foundation list, yeah, there's no real meaningful argument that judges can't be conservative or liberal because uh, Kavanaugh is absolutely conservative conservative and will do bad things on specific issues and has made no bones about it, has written about it. The other important thing about Kavanaugh is he's written at length about how presidents should not be, uh, yep. be bothered with investigations I, and uh, were, impeachment. Were you, were you and, pushing for him to get to No, this? no, oh, no, okay. but I'm glad you went there. Like, gee, I wonder what Trump sees in this guy. I wonder why they, yeah, yeah what a good match. So, um, yeah, if he gets confirmed and then the Trump stuff ever ends up at the Supreme Court, it's really problematic. Yeah. The other thing that came out this last week or two, and I haven't heard any more follow-up, you might know more, is the stuff about uh, Kennedy horse trading over his seat and saying, I will I will retire if you agree to nominate Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not who, heard that. Who clerked mm-hmm. for him back who in the day. Yeah. Which, you know, Trump made much about, oh, it's such a tough decision. It's going to take me a week and watch, tune in at primetime. But if that's the truth, <laughs> if they already knew it was Kavanaugh... Uh. Before Kennedy even retired, and that this was some sort of deal, one of the most important things that that affects is the the Muslim ban because Kennedy was Mm -hmm. the fifth vote. Mm -hmm. Uh, If Kennedy doesn't get that promise, you're 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 going to be replaced with your old clerk, or or let's say reverse. If Kennedy casts the fifth vote against the Muslim ban, uh, does he get his preferred Mm -hmm. clerk? And and should should Supreme Court justices be negotiating with people that are litigating cases before them? Just mm. fuck Anthony Kennedy forever. Just- well, and and people were uh, touting him as as like that was kind of a courageous move to do this because uh, in, in that same way that people like to celebrate people in the Trump administration for sticking around to make sure Trump doesn't nuke us all, uh, there was the people were saying Anthony Kennedy wanted to make sure that Janine Pirro from Fox News wasn't appointed. He was making sure that he was getting somebody that he liked and trusted in there to f- continue his legacy, sure. and not just some random Trump pick. Uh, I was like, yeah, but that's again not heroism to have this mm-hmm. weird backroom dealing. <laughs> with no, the yeah, whether and whether it was one of the liberal judges or the conservative judges, judges aren't supposed to do that. Yeah, it's a, it's a clear conflict of interest. You're not supposed to do that. Is a thing that doesn't work anymore yeah. in the oh, world. Yeah, we live I forgot. In. Yeah, I forgot. Once the ethics office like leader leaves because he knows his job doesn't matter anymore. Right. It's, Daniel. So oh, uh, remember when ethics were a thing? <laughs> I remember. They're that. only in games journalism. Uh, uh, so the way we end every episode here is we uh, invite the guests to give a pop culture recommendation, uh, something that's either always mattered to you, uh, or something that you've just been enjoying lately—a TV show, an album, uh, something on Netflix, a movie. Uh, so uh, my recommendation is just. Uh, Listen to some music. Grab some <laughs> grab some albums that you haven't Just listened to. Just feel joy in your life. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm plowing through a lot of albums that like I, I haven't listened to in five, ten years and just being like, Oh, I rem- I remember so many like happy times when I was listening to this. I'm really falling into living in the past, but also like uh, just uh, weird beats and things like that. I'm like, oh, I really enjoy that beat now. Uh, or uh, or like something about being like 10 years older that I'm like, these song lyrics mean something much different to me. Uh, and if you enjoy hearing me reflect on stuff, especially realizing that uh, songs that I used to put on mixed CDs for girls are actually super uh, toxic 
uh, and Gaslighty. <laughs> uh, listen to my emo podcast with Terrence Wiggins, uh, The Coolest Kids, where more often than not, we're like, oh, uh, this is not a love song at all. In fact, it's vaguely threatening and creepy, and uh, I regret all my choices you about it. You need to apologize to everyone I ever yeah. <laughs> had a crush on. <laughs> this, this was not flirty, nor was I fun for writing these lyrics and things. Is there uh, any other genre that's more like... Passive aggressively anti woman. <laughs> not passive. I was like aggressively, yes. Yeah. But <laughs> we we have a scale on that show that goes from like uh, stuff that you wrote in a notebook about yourself that was shitty uh, on up to Papa Roach, right? Uh, which isn't emo, <laughs> but it is like either you better fuck me or I'm gonna slip my wrist. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, that's the scale yeah. of it. And a lot of emo, especially over time, uh, tends that way. Uh, including a lot of bands we really liked. It was like, oh, this was sort of fun to sing the song now. And now I realize it's just about like threatening to kill a woman Mm because she wouldn't return your calls or she broke your heart. And it's like, oh, all of this is bad. Like uh, I I, I once thought this was romantic. Uh, So that's on me. Uh, So you can find me online at Brock Wilbur. Uh, Also check out my dark self-care podcast, Caring Into the Void with Jordan Shively. Uh, it is it is quite good. Viv, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me yelling about feminism and things uh, every day at themarysue.com, and I'm sometimes on Twitter at Viv underscore Kane. Uh, <clears throat> so Sharp Objects is a show on HBO that is based on the Gillian Flynn novel, which is my favorite one of her novels. She did Gone Girl, and I still haven't watched last night's episode, but we're two weeks in, and it's very good. But my main recommendation um, is the new podcast Hysteria from, did we talk about this last time? No. Okay. Uh, From Crooked Media. It's Erin Ryan, who I remember from back in the day at Jezebel, but she's written for, what, Slate? Uh, Daily Beast. Daily Beast. Thank you. Uh, uh, All sorts of places. She's brilliant. She's been guesting on a lot of Crooked Media podcasts, which Uh, are- I interviewed her before the show came out. That's a good interview. (laughs) It's a good interview. You can find it paste. Uh, She guests on a lot of Crooked Media uh, podcasts uh, like Pod Save America, Love It or Leave It, a lot. Um, But Hysteria is, it's her and a team of bi-coastal women. So some episodes are split between the coasts. And to be honest- there are some hiccups. They had to redo their first episode, and there was an episode two weeks ago where they were talking about, like, what if Anthony Kennedy resigns? And it was released, like, the day after Kennedy resigned. So, <laughs> like, there are some things to figure out with this new cycle just moves so quickly that this form doesn't, might not really be sustainable. But she is, the, the premise is she is talking with just a huge team of women on two coasts about issues that affect women and how they affect women. And some of it is fun. Most of it is really depressing right now. Uh, But it is, it's a really, really great podcast. And they are never going to have any guests that identify as men, which, you know, is, is pretty cool that they don't think they even have to include, include like a token man. It's just the, the, what they want to do with the show. So uh, Hysteria, which you can find anywhere that there are podcasts. I just subscribed. Great. <laughs> I watched oh, I thought you it. guys were bored. Everyone's on their phones. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Matthew, where can people find you online? So I'm uh, on Twitter at Matthew Hoppick. I also have my law firm is at hoppicklawfirm.com. Um, which which account does more shit posting? <laughs> definitely my Twitter account because my parents haven't found Twitter. Aww. So that's uh. where I and my grandparents. So I can write shit on Twitter that they're not going to read. Right? <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Hoppick, come find your son on Twitter. Yeah, there you go. Come get your boy. <laughs> come get your boy. 
pop culture. I didn't realize I was going to get recommendations. Yeah, we never but, warn anyone. But I'll tell you, um, my podcast that I'm listening to right now is Undisclosed with Ravia yes. Chowdhury. Uh, she wrote the book on Adnan Syed, has known him all of her life, and she is an incredible podcaster. And they keep coming up with these cases. I can't imagine there are so many, but there are so many of people <laughs> that got wrongfully convicted and are still in fucking jail. And uh, they just do a really great job of laying it all out and uh, explaining to you why the person is probably not guilty or at least was treated pretty shitty during the, the sentencing or plea phase. Uh, and the, the one they're on right now just um, is pretty compelling. I'm also listening to Max Richter, the album Sleep. Yes. Uh, is about eight hours of uh, <laughs> just quiet... Uh, uh, music. I've been on that one for about a month. They released that on my... vinyl, and it's many vinyls long. It's and eight like, hours hey, of vinyl. I, That's insane. If you're supposed to fall asleep to it, what the <laughs> fuck am I going to do when I have to keep standing up to go flip the record? Yeah. But you bought it anyway, right? No. There is a remixes version, which is shorter. That That's actually pretty good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Huh. All right. That's well, been... Thanks oh. so much. Who? Who I are you thinking? Everyone. You, you I was going to do the outro. You, you do the outro. Oh, God. Now I'm nervous. Thanks for <laughs> listening, everybody. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe or something. And uh, come see our cats if you're in Kansas City. I feel like if I invited everyone to come visit our house, I would be <laughs> But no one listens to me, so I can say <laughs> it. Bye. Bye. Bye.